did you want me to record? Oh, okay. I guess we should probably, uh, here's the theme song. You're traveling through another dimension, a dimension not only of sight and I'm sound, kidding. but of mind. That's no. a post up ahead. Your next stop, dark territory. I know she's not deaf or dumb or retarded or anything. Ordering uh, Frank's messing up here. I love the new edition, by the way. <laughs> oh, come on. Let's go, yeah. iPad. Oh, there it is. Witness Adam Wegman. Scared me. A writer who, up until tonight, has never paid much mind to the idea of an artist's social responsibility. He's about to learn that there's more to art than entertainment. He's about to, you know what? I think we can beat this. Um, is Sophie here? Cut. Sophie. Nothing cut. Sorry, Owen. Uh, sorry, guys. Hey, I'm cool. Your show, dude. But Betty is getting pretty pissed at you. What? What? No. no. I'm not actually joking. She's super pissed. Why? You're upset with me? She's not the only one. You know, you changed. Oh, oh, snap. You've changed, Betty. Am I part of you? You're just writing now, Keel. I mean, I... Hey, what's up? Hey, Sophie. Um, you have uh, Seth Rogen on the next show. So I think we're you not break down with the narrative. What is this, eight walls? Yeah. Where, I, where's Deadpool when you meet him? Same. Obviously, we want this to be the best version of the best thing it could possibly Deadpool. be. It's Deadpool. Uh, um, with no story, knows, probably. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Thank you very uh, much. That's cool. Yeah. Feels a dick about it. Could also just sort of, like, approach it a little bit. Hi. So, <laughs> that cut off so abruptly. So, yeah, because I, I, well, I just keep talking over. That doesn't recording. sound like you. <sighs> Welcome to the LAW The Twilight Zone Review, episode 139. I'm Phoenix West. I'm Frank Links. Today we're here to talk about 2019's, the version of it, 110, Blurry Man, which I have some good news here for you, Frank. You want to know what that is? There's no more new Twilight Zones this year. Dude, that is great news. Last one. Thank Well, I don't know when the first one was. But, uh, <laughs> bang, bang, bang. Get it? It was 10 weeks ago. I know. I think it was a guy on a plane. It was not. I mean, is there a story with a guy on a plane? Yep. There is. Many of them for Rod. <laughs> Man, it's been an interesting year, but we'll talk about every episode after this. This is just this is just for Blurryman, the the greatest new superhero, Blurryman, who's like a Slenderman. Just when you can't, you know, just just when you're fucking up his legacy, he comes back for you <laughs> to to talk like he's never talked before. Yeah, I guess let's let's just start talking about it because we'll get into the plot after this. Uh, Can I ask you? question though yeah i knew hold on said, hold on if you haven't watched this episode watch it first pause yeah, now watch it first abound we are about to reveal the ending right away we don't usually do this but holy shit what the fuck was that listen I, it was so incredibly what the fuck on what level on what in what planet 
was this even how did this make it off the fucking I have never seen an episode break so many rules the the not the good ones <laughs> um I mean, just right in that intro, he broke like seven walls down. I have never seen Serling just cut. I'm in the TV show. Like, I mean, it was, I was pissed off enough that he was holding a fucking ice cream cone one episode. <laughs> now he, now this guy's eating popcorn out of, out of paper bags. And, um, he ate so much popcorn out of paper bags. I, I wrote it down in my notes cause I thought it was going to be a plot point. No, it was just they didn't have a popcorn sponsor. He he ate it's so much really popcorn. She went to go get some. The writer in, in like halfway through the episode, and then she stops because someone stops her. And I was like, "Oh, the popcorn! The popcorn's involved." No, it's, <laughs> that's how much popcorn he ate. I don't know, dude. Yes, you were asking me a question there. How soon did you know who the Blurry, who Man, Blurry was? Man was? You know how I usually say, I guessed it right away. I guessed it right away. I didn't even think they would try to do that, so it wasn't on my radar. So when he popped up, I go, huh, what? See, here's the thing. I knew he's fucked this up. He's fucked the seat. He has done the Twilight Zone so wrong. I mean... The last episode was okay because it didn't suck so bad because there was a message in it, but you didn't, you know, I wasn't bleeding afterwards from it, yeah. you know, from the bashing in the face that you, that you gave me with. That's all I'm saying. So, however, this episode, the whole time I'm thinking... I, I don't know because he literally just explained <clears throat> that he knows what he's actually doing and how we know what the Twilight Zone really is. Why is he explaining it to her? Episode motherfucking 10 about the how he's like, we are, this is a science fiction show, isn't it? And I, I was I have a number of quotes from this episode written down. I got them. I have my live first time hearing them um, reaction to them, even, I think. Not a whole lot of scenes, but. um, So that was, what was that that I played? It was. The fake intro. Okay. Uh, I got the real one right here. Um. Sorry about my voice, everybody. I think I'm catching a bit of uh, of of what we like to call the the cold, the cold. So, um, apologize for the raspy. It's not HIV, but full blown AIDS. Thank you. Why couldn't you sing it? Because I know you wanted me to. Damn it. <laughs> People out there knew it. 
They got it. Traveling to another dimension. Oh, it's so basic. Not only of sight and sound, but of ground. It's like I'm doing alien resurrection over here. Between science and superstition. And it lies between the pit of one's fears and the summit of one's knowledge. You are now traveling through a dimension of imagination. You just crossed over into the Twilight Zone. All right. I don't know why you played that, but all right. Cool. Cool, cool. Did I play that? Or, no. Or, no, no. I, I don't know, dude, because... <laughs> How about no more clips? No, no, no. And just... No. Uh, uh, you play a clip, I'm going to go get a drink. No, uh, honestly, I only have two clips left, and they're each a minute longer. That's it. The one clip, obviously, is the end. Let's hold off on that. Let's talk about the episode. Uh-huh. Let's actually talk I think about should, it. I, I think that one should fall towards the end of this discussion. However, the other one I have, I do believe, I mean, I, I, I labeled them weird. I have here song intro or, or second intro. Oh, that's what I wanted to play. The second intro. I fucked up. Fuck it. He, he says something. Oh, it's when he was like, who wrote that? This is hot fire. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like eight pages of an intro. Like, I think Rod went out there with memory. They were so short. But this guy's got eight pages, and he knows the story's going to be just some hot fire <laughs> from, from reading the intro, Phoenix, because we all know how much the intro really sets the tone. <laughs> Frank clearly has some issues with this episode. Um... This asshole sat there in a chair and taught his writer what the Twilight Zone really was and how you write it. And I'm thinking to myself, then why didn't you, Peel? Where you been? So <clears throat> I can excuse someone who doesn't exactly get what the, what, what the Twilight Zone was, the messages it had, how it delivered them. You know what I mean? And apparently, when the man I'm holding responsible for not pulling it off and just saying, you know, he's a good writer, it's hard to emulate Rod Serling. And this asshole spells it out how you do it. And I'm just like, you're aware of how much you suck. Are you serious, Bill? You're aware of how bad you are at doing this. What are you doing? Or was this his redemption? Like, like the, like really like, look, I sucked. So I'm just going to write an episode of how much I suck. Cause I do know what the Twilight Zone is. So here's me gaining some street cred with the TZ folk. Cause before now you had none and he had it for 10 minutes. <laughs> he lost it real quick again. My point being is <clears throat> you can't sit there and tell me exactly what I've been waiting for you to write these last seven episodes. But I, I, I would have been better off not hearing him say that. I don't know. I know he's a writer, so that's him writing the lines for himself. So, but how much in truth was that? Or, or was he just reading off a Wikipedia page? 
it does, I don't know. I had a real big problem with that. You know, I, I could forgive him if he just didn't understand or get it fully, just like she didn't. But him just throwing it right in your face like, you know, I am actually this good. But, eh, they paid me. I got season two, bitches. I got, se- I got season two, bitches, you know. Maybe season two will finally start, like, actually trying. Because, you know, if you actually try, they tend to, like, cancel you. Was this the peel on his knees season to keep it? <laughs> I'll appease every last motherfucking one of you with something. I know I'll hit a nerve around this board table. And then season two, you'll be like, oh, he loved it. You, you said so much. Thanks, bitches. <laughs> now the real shit hits the fan. I don't know. If Peel does it, I'll bow to him. But it feels like that could happen. It is a possibility because <clears throat> this episode, he blatantly says, I do know what it takes and what it was for Rod to write a Rodism or a Rod story. Or, you know, he'd been sitting there pulling. Just, just tearing apart narration like we've been, and saying exactly what we've been this last two months. <laughs> yeah, so much so that when he he's basically bitching out Sophia, not even really bitching, he's just kind of like, we can do better than this as far as her intro goes. Because apparently, all you need is a good intro, and the rest of the episode doesn't matter, according to him. But she literally says, "I think it's a little too on the nose." And I go, "There you go. They're aware. They're ref- this is a very meta episode. It feels like Wes Craven wrote this because." Two of Wes Craven's, his biggest properties are Scream and Nightmare on Elm Street. They both have a, a movie in the series where they make a movie in the movie, like very meta, like New Nightmare. It's like Deadpool. That's yeah. what? It's like Deadpoolish. Yeah, I guess. But it's... Well, that, that, because I don't know what meta means, so then... I it's it like Deadpool. referencing itself. He even goes, you're in your own Twilight Zone episode, Sophia. It's referencing itself. It's referencing the fact that it's happening right now, like... Because that happens in right. Scream, that happens in Nightmare on Elm Street. They, in Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger comes out and actually attacks like Wes Craven and Robert England and, and all the actual actors. And and do and see, I mean, it was, that was such a great line for for Peel to write himself that just laid back. Like, look, you're a writer, you're young. Obviously, you know the younger crowd don't doesn't get the tz that well apparently she's just she was you know raised by the tv yeah but whatever they show one scene of of uh you know our 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 boy you know um but i i just love how he played on that you know you're on your own yep i got paid bitches I mean, Rod had a I Got Paid Bitches uh, season. So that's why CBS won't even play it. <laughs> they know every episode of season four is a big middle finger. <laughs> Thanks for the money, CBS. <laughs> I mean, here's my, our show is sci-fi, right? Yeah, he did look at her like, it is sci-fi. Isn't oh, it? Yeah, it, it makes him look like, I mean, it, it is not sci-fi, right? And it also makes him look like, he hires writers that don't understand the show because if he thinks he has to explain what the show is, 
while they already have the script written and have the set built and the actors doing the scene, that is so far along in the process past the writing room that she he still doesn't think she understands the show. That's It really just makes him look bad. Yeah, but then again, you know, writers have to learn somehow, somewhere, some way, and you don't learn unless you do it. Yes, but you work that out way before this time right now when you're on set. Good point. I mean, uh, yeah. It's like they showed up and they go, all right, we have a set. Who has a script? You have a script? Okay, hand me the script. We're going to do it right now. Uh, Oh, this isn't working. I heard of that before. (laughs) Yeah. And then he had to describe Isn't like about uh, twelve hundred feet below the waves, you know. No, the show. Oh, the what? <laughs> yeah, this is this episode is like the loosest, the very very loosest re- loosest remake of uh, Time Enough at Last in the strangest way, and I can't describe why. I don't know why they put just references to that episode in here because that's what she's watching when she's a kid. Time enough at last. And then afterward, when, when she's going crazy, she goes outside. She walks up the steps, passes glasses, and goes yeah, into the so library. I did make that connection. I did. I and did. I'm like, why that one? I wanted her to walk by a wall and have her shadow cast on it. <laughs> just, like, just like old Burge did to the painted backdrop. <laughs> that one scene where he got too close. Yeah, <laughs> too close, too close. Oh, oh, oh! You guys are really good artists. No, you're not. <laughs> it's been smoking like that for hours, but it it never gets worse or better. He just can't see because he's wearing those fucking coke bottle glasses. <laughs> he doesn't know where the wall is. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and I mean, apparently crackers, you know. Crackers and make it crackers. Okay, that's all. Okay, so moving on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, I mean, I was just like, how many walls are they breaking here? That Serling never broke a wall. Serling on his tombstone it says, "Here lies here lies Rod Serling, nary a wall broken ever." He's very proud of that. Hey, you have a lot more issues with this episode than I do. I don't care that Rod never broke a wall. I don't care. You know what I do care about? Rod actually showing up this fucking episode. That's what, I, that's what I have a fucking problem with. Rod is the blurry man. She keeps saying, a, what's a, can I just real quick set this up so we can start talk, discussing some shit? Because we haven't set it up at all. The Lost Smoke Monster is Rod Serling. Uh, Seth Rogen is doing a scene. He's a writer, and he's like cliche everything. And he's like, I'm a terrible writer. I'm a terrible writer. And he's got like the note cards on the wall and the, the balled up paper on the ground, like every cliche writer does. And then I'm like, I'm writing in my notes while I'm watching. I'm like, this is super cliche. Okay. And then that's the point. He even goes, this is cliche. And I go, oh, something's going on here. <laughs> and then he, uh, they're, they're self-aware. <laughs> yeah. And he writes in, well, I didn't know what was going on yet. This is just the beginning of when I'm watching it. Before Jordan gets on, good. and I go, oh, he's something's going on here that's more than I'm thinking. And he writes, he's like, oh, what if I do the bomb first? And he writes down, you know, after the apocalypse, blah blah blah. And then some girl walks in out of nowhere, and they have she looks like she's miserable. And he's like, hey, I figured out how to do it. And she's like, all crying. He looks at the window, and it is the apocalypse now. Before he was living yeah. like a little toy model, a weird little house. Yeah, and then because no, because nobody hears all the nukes falling. <laughs> <laughs> no, it just like became that outside, I guess. I don't know. But 
And I was like, yeah, oh, it better not important. be a writer. I, th- I thought it was going to be right off the scene. It was going to be a writer. You know, you know, obviously they're going for the writer makes things happen thing. But I was like, oh, this is just his story that we're watching. He's going to snap out of it. He wrote himself into there. I'm thinking meta like that, where it's reference. He's actually like uh, adaptation, the Charlie Kaufman movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. it cuts back and then we it's, see uh, Jordan come in. Yeah, it, but, it, it, but it was almost like it was a, a writer right, uh, complaining about cliches and then goes and does another cliche. <laughs> yeah, and that's the whole setup for the episode. It's, a, it's about yeah. writing. That's why I like this episode. I like this episode a lot, except for the I, rod. Look, I like, I like this episode right up to the end because my fears were realized and it happened. And the whole time I knew it. And I'm like, he can't, he wouldn't do it. He wouldn't dare do it. Would he? Would he dare do it? He, he would be the first. There's a reason for that. Because you don't do that. That's set, dude, he. <sighs> so then, um, <laughs> Rod, or, or Jordan does his intro. And they start talking about Rod Serling and the Twilight Zone with the writer trying to get her to rewrite it. And so the rest of the episode is her trying to rewrite the, the beginning. Oh, they also do like a super sarcastic thing with the cards, no cards. Yeah. Where he's reading it and has the word blurry in it a couple times. And he starts laughing and everyone's like, ha, ha, ha. And I'm like, was that real? And you're kind of starting to realize this is where reality is kind of slipping away. Because Jordan laughs yeah. and everyone laughs and breaks character. But they're like, that was a good take. And I'm like, no, it was. Oh, something's going on here. Yeah. They're setting up the sci-fi for the first time in several, several episodes. I would say since uh, episode, uh, well, last episode was sci-fi on the very bare minimum. Last week's episode, uh, the Blue Scorpion, was it was it was it was psychological sci-fi, which normally that's my favorite. Yeah, and I don't. That's why I, I don't know why you didn't like as much as I did. I don't know why. I liked it. I just thought I thought you would have. What? I said I thought you would have. I just thought the story was kind of stupid, and the Jeff's new. We'll talk about that during the next episode. The recap. Fuck, we, Re- we recap. I didn't do that episode with you, did I? No, we'll do the recap one. That's that's. That what, really, okay, I that was a really bad week. Yeah, let's 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 keep going here. Uh, and so reality starts to slip away in a really subtle way. And oh, this is the first time I get to use that word during this this new 2019 show. Oh my god, I'm so excited right now. <laughs> it was Episodes. very subtle the way it did it though, right? Yeah. Uh it was seamless. Yeah, I was like, why is he it's laughing? And they said it was a good take, but they all broke character. And like and then she starts to like kind of drift. And I'm like, oh, okay, she's starting to go into her head right now. It kind of like slowly goes into her head. And then we stay there the rest of the episode. Yeah, what, what was that? Her saying that to herself, or was yeah. that? Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I like that plot point. I mean, I like that inner monologue type of shit. You know, I would. It, it just wasn't clear to me because, again, it didn't start until after the smoke monster. Blurry, like, blurry man. Blurry man walked through her or something. No, yeah, it's and, a, and we hear her inner monologue. Yeah. We didn't hear her inner monologue before then. Yeah, yeah, it's a. So, so kudos on the plot plot twist. I I liked it because it was a misdirect. Wow, the first one in 
finally a misdirection. <laughs> yeah. I don't know the last it, time. If I that isn't Rod, I don't know what is. <laughs> yeah, it's it's ironically the most Twilight is an episode while being not at all like a Twilight is an episode. Yeah, it really was. That's the most fucked up. That's why I liked it is because it was a Twilight is an episode, but he's sitting there going, we don't, you don't know how to write a Twilight is an episode. And I'm like, this is the most Twilight is an episode. And that's why I'm like, is it a joke? Is it a... It, it, he's aware. He is aware that this episode is, is more like, that's why he says those lines. And that's why I'm like, that's why was, when he said that shit, it didn't bother me. Cause I was like, what, what's going on? And then I f- slowly start figuring it out. She starts seeing the blurry man everywhere. I love the fact when they're showing the footage and they're like, everyone's pissed. Cause there's this blurry guys in the background. And why do you put him in there? She's a fucking writer. Why would she, she couldn't, she doesn't have that power. She's a writer. She didn't write all what? 10 episodes. Why was she a, like almost invisible to everybody for like five minutes? You you keep wanting to jump to the very end. I'm sorry, I <laughs> because like right after this, it's just her running. Yeah, but I just want to set up a couple. We didn't barely set up Blurry Man. I, I liked the parts where the editor showing her like this is episode one, and they put the Blurry Man into like episode one. Like Camille Nagiani's hanging outside the club, and you see the Blurry Man in the background, and they're kind of yep. showing footage, and then. It's, I was like, I thought they're clearly setting up that the blurry man is Jordan because at some point Jordan goes yeah. missing and nobody can find him. And I'm like, they're not doing that. I knew that it, I'm like, this is a clear setup. It's in my notes. I'm like, they're not doing that. And, and that's yeah. what made me think. Yep. 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 So I liked all the parts where it was like, they're trying to build this, like, what is going on with this blurry man? And then, then it becomes just a little too much running for me. But I liked what they did with the running. They were creative with it. Yeah, with the different sets. Yeah, she goes like, uh, um, she's walking around at set at night and calling her girlfriend, uh, Anna. And she's like, I don't know if they're girlfriends. I don't know what the fuck. To-. She's like, why are you calling me? I was like, oh, that was another question. I'm like, do we have another lesbian on our hands? We do. But they did. My, my gaydar was going off. Yeah. She calls her and then she's like, you know, Jordan's probably fucking sleeping because it's two in the morning. And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, don't fucking tell me. And they start arguing. Hangs up the phone because she sees Blurry Man. And I realize she's at the grocery store from the Point of Origin episode. Remember when they go grocery shopping? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's where they are. Cool. And then uh, Blurry Man keeps appearing, appearing, like throwing cereal at her and throwing shelves. And then uh, he chases her into the What's bar the from the comedian. Yeah. <laughs> he throws so much shit at her. She runs to the bar from the comedian. And he starts throwing bottles of whiskey at her <laughs> and books. And she reads a book and flips through it and it has like blurry man appearing. Isn't that the third episode that goddamn bar has been in? Yeah. Well, the bar, the bar in Wonderkin is a little bit different. So I thought it was going to be the same bar too, but it was different layout on the other side. Okay, fair enough. But uh, yeah, it's, so really it's just a... Then she runs outside. She gets her whiskey bottles thrown at her and some books, and she runs outside. And I don't know if you caught that stunt. It's very simple, but I was like, oh, God. <laughs> it's literally just her falling over some, tripping over some dolly track outside. She just falls down once. And I was like, oh. And she goes, ow. <laughs> yeah, but I was like, oh, that stuntman did a good job, though. It looked fucking hard for such a small fall. <laughs> I've never been that impacted by just a trip. Yeah, and then I wondered where, where did it go when she was laying there? <laughs> No, it's, it's she didn't go that far flying. That's in her head. <laughs> I guess. I, yeah. and then she sees some TVs, like smashed, like like a uh, old 
old movies always had that thing where they smash in the, the TV store and it's a smash and all the TVs are on and they start showing footage of Blurry Man in every episode pretty much. And he's in the background. He's in that grocery store in Point of Origin. They, I, I mean, I did recognize a few different other episodes, uh, um, like um, callbacks from the previous episodes of this year. Yeah. Like uh, last week's um, oh, yeah. main character. Blue Scorpion, yeah. Was it? Mm, yeah. Remember how I was saying, I hope they don't do it where they all tie in together and as one story. There's your sign. Or there's your, there's your tie-in, buddy. And Very loose. It. No, I'm fine with that. That is a, here, it's not a, the, oh my God, the alien from a traveler's here and now he's talking to a point of origin girl and I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. Don't do that. Nobody wants that. Nobody on the fucking planet wants that. I mean, Broken Mirror did it once, so that's okay. Broken Mirror? Black Mirror? Black Mirror. <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, but as I'm sure. Okay. This is a subtle one. I like this. This is this is fine. Again, subtle. I get to use it again. Subtle. It's not overwhelming with the characters showing up from other episodes. I'm finally comparing it to Black Mirror and not using Black Mirror to shun it. <laughs> yeah. And then Blurry Man shows up, and she, he vanishes, and then she starts hearing herself. And that's what fucked me up. I, I almost went, okay, he's not going to do it. I, I, I thought that Blurry Man was a figment of her imagination, and then when it threw her, now her imagination has is like sentient, almost. Yeah. she became. It's like when she fully became a character and she's writing for herself. And she even makes fun of the show again here, because she's going to herself. Her voiceover goes... What do you think you're going crazy? And then out, the character on screen goes, you, "You can't say crazy. It stigmatizes mental illness." And I'm like, "Oh, they're they're aware." It's kind of like a joke <laughs> at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like what? It's like, um, it doesn't make up for those episodes, though. No, Not this at is all. totally unearthed. Like this is what, and that's what pisses me off. It's like they know how bad they are. But yet they still keep being bad. Well, the last couple episodes, they drifted away. It was only really just the ones in the middle, which is a strange thing to do. Like a turd sandwich. It's a turd sandwich with some delicious bread. (laughs) Well, moldy bread. The first two episodes and the last episodes are fine. I have nothing against those. No, I have a gigantic problem with this episode. Look, okay, this episode, I'm... I think my head is just spinning from the end and 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 the, the fact that the whole entire episode I'm screaming don't please don't do it but he did it. But other than that it's like I was I was jarred a bit from the fourth wall being broke down and all. I'm like, well, you know what? This is kind of I'm like finally I'm in suspense here, but oh no. Oh no. I'll be honest, Don't. I was not thinking about who the Blurry Man was. Once I realized it's not Jordan, I stopped thinking about who, who it could be. I was just focused on how is she getting out of the situation. The only reason I thought it was him and fearing that it was, was when she was talking to Peel, and Peel's trying to explain to her, like, no, it's, it, it, it doesn't feel right, this and that, because it wouldn't be what... So, you know, he was basically laying out, you know, Serling 101 to her. Yeah. And h- how this 
like I, we already said it. How did you make it onto the show without knowing how to write to, in the vein of it? So, yeah, and that's why I, I thought Blurry Man was her figment. That was her, you know, understanding of the Twilight Zone metaphorically, almost. But no, that's too. That's too deep, I guess. It was too bad of a idea. The, but but the one they 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 chose was was better. Yeah, that's what it really. This is where the episode starts to fall apart. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm I'm there. By the way, like I'm at this part where Blurry Man becomes a man. Okay, one second there. Um, yeah. So, what do you want to? Are we at that point right now? Because Almost. she she basically runs through a few sets. She yells at herself. He throws um, way more books at her. It's basically like Rod Sterling going, read, bitch! <laughs> throwing books at her. I don't know what else could, you could interpret that as. Why is Rod Sterling throwing books at a woman? <laughs> like, <laughs> Rod Sterling would never destroy library, sir. Well, he, he did in uh, quite a few things. Fair enough. Well, he did blow up the yeah. city. <laughs> I guess. So, yeah. Yeah, he's done worse. Um. I just don't... Because really, think about it. It's not a ghost at that point. It, it, or it's the ghost of Rod. It's literally, literally Rod Serling, and he keeps throwing books at the girl. Yeah. It's like, learn how to write, read... Learn how to write like me. Learn, learn these books and throwing them at her. I can only interpret it that way. Because otherwise, it's just a stupid ghost story. Oh. And drink a lot. Keep drinking. Keep drinking. Always be drunk. <laughs> I'm amazed you're, they didn't give him a cigarette. Yeah. I'm surprised a bug carton didn't come flying out her head. <laughs> <laughs> the Chesterfields. Win, win Chester, what were they? Chesterfields? Um, oh, I, oh, let me see. Um, <laughs> All right, you look for that. I'll catch up real quick. Okay. She, this is when she runs. She. Uh, oh, oh, real quick. Before she sees Rod, she uh, she. Goes through him. She finally has to face him. Her voiceover tells her to face him. And I don't know how you didn't realize it was her because she literally goes, I'm talking to myself. I'm talking. Says that a couple times. Yeah. Then she, no, it was her voice and everything. Sure. Yeah. Then she runs on the set. Jordan's there. All the actors are there. Nobody sees her. She runs to another set, like a different sound studio or something, different stage. And they don't see her. And she's running. She's trying to get chased. She's chasing, getting chased by the, the blurry man. And then her voiceover is like, you have to face him. And then she turns around and like walks into him. And then suddenly she's on set with Jordan. And then Jordan's reading off the, she hands him the piece of paper. And he's like, this is, this is when he says it's fire. Yeah. Yeah. I am digging this job, Turkey. <laughs> this is great. Whatever said. Yeah. And then uh, he reads she it. And then voiceover goes, what? you think this is over? You think this is over, yeah. audience? There's still six more minutes. You think this is over? Fuck no. We're still going to ruin a legacy here. Peel, bro. What? I still didn't hear a peel outro. This shit ain't over. You know what? Although, you're not, you're not going to get one either. Because <laughs> <sighs> then she runs outside, and it's the apocalypse again, apparently. And then this is when she runs through the uh, stairs and glasses of Time Enough at Last. Yep. And, and goes inside and sees Blurman. And then he steps out of the shadows, just like Hitler did, and he's alive. <laughs> the exact same episode that came to my mind, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, it was hard not to. 
the fuck the freaking Hitler. Why did I just censor myself? The fucking Hitler fucking whoa <laughs> um, re- reveal in that it was the same thing. Yeah, and um, I could you have found a whatever. Um, What's I would have rather. I would have rather been Hitler. Wouldn't that have been amazing? It would have been better than who it was. <laughs> it would have made no sense whatsoever. But it would have been like, what? <laughs> Why? I, I would have clapped, dude. I would have been like, Peel, you have done it again. Bold. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, but no. It's... She writes Mein Kampf, too. It's hurling. <laughs> yeah. Oh, the, she, it's Hitler. He gets her to write Mein Kampf too. We cut back to Jordan Peele reading off the intro, and he's like, "Our final solution for the Twilight Zone will be to eradicate the Jews." And you're like, "Oh, what the fuck?" End credits. And you're like, "Oh my god, that was bold." <laughs> god. And I, I'd be less angry at that than with a cartoon CGI Rod Serling, who sounds nothing like Rod Serling. I'm sorry, dude, who did his voice? You don't sound anything like him. Yeah, what was that, dude? We're about to hear what? it, right? Yes, we are. Here we oh, go. It's you. Oh my god, he actually did it. I can't believe he did it. Oh my god. My god. Don't Actually, can I have your attention? Oh, he's talking. Good. There's a lot to explain. How I sound nothing like Rod Serling. What is this place? I think you know where we are. It's where you belong. (laughs) You're ready now, Sophie. We've got a lot of work to do. He's like a 40s gangster. What do we do when our world... Oh, he's doing the narration now. When everything we thought is ripped away and we're forced to face a new reality. Sophie Gilson has just awoken to the fact that when we put away childish things, we may be closing our eyes instead of opening them. And that perhaps our only hope is to face all reality. A multitude of truths not shrinking from that vital arrogant... And let's walk through the intro to season two. But to embrace it. To open ourselves to the unknown. (laughs) At the end of the story. But a new beginning. For the Twilight Zone. Fuck you, Peel. Fuck you. that <laughs> it was me freaking out that i just heard a a rod serling cartoon hater <laughs> oh my the the inflexes they went for them in the totally wrong spots like did they even listen to the man talk for an extended period of time before they even attempted that he does a okay. really good job <clears throat> the part he kills of the uh, of the in, uh, impression is the sh- sh- this thing he does. You know, the sh- sh- I can't describe it. He doesn't say s- he says sh- and you're like. Well, he had some crooked ass front teeth. Yeah, 
But the way he like says certain words is really spot on. But overall, he sounds like a 1940s gangster impression. Yeah, see? Yeah. You're in the Twilight Zone, see? <laughs> Wake up, Sophie. Yeah. We got yeah. things to do. You yeah. Have, okay. See? You're never going to give me pills, huh? <laughs> I would have been happier if it was Jordan Peele. And Jordan Peele walked her into the new show. I'm amazed yep. Jordan Peele didn't show up hand in hand with Rod Serling and they walk away and then Forrest Whitaker fucking shows up and they just walk off into the into the Twilight Zone distance. It's like a last episode more than a first episode. You know what I mean? I would have given him a pass if he did this for the first episode. But this is this was wrong. It was wrong, dude. It was don't do CG this, dead people. If you're out there and you're a creator, do not do sh- CG dead people. Do not do it. it. Unless he's the main character of your goddamn episode, and that's the whole point. But this was cheap. This was a... This was not earned, unexpected, cheap. If the season... Was it all like all of this episode up till then? Then it would have been earned. Yeah. And and Rod, who knows? I would have said I would have been fine if Rod turned around and gave him a standing O. You know, but he didn't. He failed miserably, and this was not earned. Rod Serling, no. No, I found it offensive. That was my first instant. It was the first thing I came to my mind was, this is offensive. This is very offensive. I, I almost wish I felt like you did right now. I just thought it was, because I think either A, they were like, people are going to be blown away by this. We brought Rod into the show. Or they're like, people are going to be like, have you be outraged and it's going to cause some sort of reaction. And instead, I was like, oh, that's stupid. Don't do that. And that was my whole reaction. I was like, ooh, when I saw him. I'm like, no, that looks bad. He looks terrible. Yeah, and it's because I seen it coming from a mile away. And I, I was like, he can't be doing this. He cannot be making this rod. It's got to be him. And then when it wasn't him, I'm like, well, oh, no. Then I, was, then it, I actually was like, Okay, if he still doesn't do it, this could actually be a really good episode. And he did it. And I was like, never cease to fucking amaze me how much you suck. He literally yeah. walks her into the Twilight Zone. Yeah, yeah. How is Carol and, Serling, who is a producer, and his, his wife, his widower, his widow, rather, she's all right with a cartoon rod? Why is she okay with that? Does she know what's going on? I mean, she's like eight, 90 now. Does she know, or almost a hundred? Really, she was born in 1926, I think. She's she's. How is she? But his daughter is very involved in like the museum and everything. How, and, like, how the, are they okay with a ever. cartoon version of their love? That'd be weird. Dude, where was Bill Moomy? Where was <laughs> Bill Moomy at? I, I mean, he's everywhere else. That's TZ related. Where the fuck was Bill Moomy to, to 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 make sure this didn't happen? He's sleeping outside the gate, trying to get in. I'm like, no, maybe tomorrow, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. Oh, Bill. We're totally looking for roles for you, Bill. 
This is more of a story of the Twilight Zone than the character herself. The, the, which, is, which is fine. Uh, yeah. Well, not really, because the Twilight Zone was never the main... I mean, it was, but it wasn't. Like, it, it, You shouldn't be giving props to, you know, a set. <laughs> and it, in a way, the Twilight Zone was more than a set, but in a way, it wasn't either. Yeah. It was the set. Like, it, it's where you were. Like, that was the point. The story is what got you there, not... Rod walking you there. <laughs> Rod, I always look. I always look at Rod as like the curator of the Twilight Zone, almost. You know, well, that's literally what he is in uh, Night Gallery. Sure. I mean, yeah, he, yes, he was a curator of a museum, yeah, yeah, and with those paintings that, yeah, they were. Some were interesting. Some were just. I don't know what he was saying. Super cheesy. I, I, <laughs> I hate art, but I mean painting. I mean, some people love that shit. Me, I, I'm like, yep, looks like some trees. I seen Bob Ross do that in 20 minutes. I'm hoping what you said is true, where this is them going, all right, now we're going into the Twilight Zone. Now we're not fucking around. Because, you know, what do we always say about Rod? Rod, the only way he could get away with the shit that he did was to put it into a sci-fi medium where it was so not on the nose and, you know, interwoven into a different story, but you see it, but you don't kind of thing. Yeah. To where it's like, you know, we all know that today's, you know, we all know like Hollywood, let's just say Hollywood or, or the very PC, you know, she even said it, you know, you can't use that word cause you know, we're all snowflakes. So <laughs> basically she said that, um, and crazy, like really, Crazy's now bad. All right, I'm just not with the times, and you know, here I am having a hard time with the R word. Anyway, my point being is um, respect. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was this peel basically just satisfying CBS libs and everything, and 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 the Hollywood libs and everything with his, you know, gingerbread, you know, every. All of you will get your own episode, I promise. I hope Bullsh- so. I hope so, because I'd rather season two become a mirror version of this than the exact, like, more of the same. I'd rather it be completely I'm- different than this. And and since it's peeled, it'll be a black mirror. Brought it around. I thought it was broken. <laughs> I thought the mirror was broken. <laughs> no, it breaks in the middle. Yeah, Anyway. So, Blurry Man, any closing thoughts? Anything else? It's they, I, they I, didn't follow so through with the say. they didn't follow through with the character. I don't I don't know what I'm supposed to gain from what she walked away with. Rod, did she learn how to write now? Did she know how to write Twilight Zone because he threw a bunch of books at her and took her away? I don't know what happens well, with her. No, he's going to go eat her. So many characters, so many characters. They in the in these episodes they just abandon, and I don't know what the fuck happens with them. He's going to kill her. He killed like 80% of his characters. <laughs> He's going to toss her out of the fucking window. <laughs> oh, God. You think they're going to have an episode next season where she's in a 1960s version? It's got to be. Black and white? That'd be so awesome. Oh, we should have mentioned when, he vi- when she visits him and sees him, it turns black and white. I did notice. I didn't give a fuck. Like, you've already... 
Yeah. Hear, hearing his not voice. <laughs> and his not face. Yeah. And because, you know, he's like not alive. <clears throat> um, was just so... Some things you just don't do. I... My last thoughts. I like this episode. I liked the sci-fi part of it, which is what I've been bitching about every episode, is they drop the sci-fi bit. So I like the sci-fi part of it. They follow through with it. It gets interesting. It doesn't go far enough in some areas. It gets a little repetitive with her just running around, but I like the sci-fi part of it. And then it takes a, I don't want to say left turn. I want to say it hits a fucking brick wall when they introduce a cartoon creator. And I go, what the fuck? And that's where I go, oh, so everything other than literally the last three, four minutes... I really liked. It was fine. I liked it. It was fun. It was a good setup. It was fun watching and walking through the sets of the other shows. It kept my it kept my interest. So I was actually like watching it. Oh, some of these I literally go fucking go and I like walk around the house angry and I'm like, what are you doing? And I with this one I was sitting there watching. I was like, oh, this is fun. It's a good episode. Uh, what the fuck? Like, I literally went, oh, why? <laughs> when Rod came on, I was like, no, what? no. Now, like, do you think if, if if you had any inkling in the back of your head saying, no, don't, 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 you think it would have been worse? I might have ruined the, a little, the previous scenes because that's all you're thinking about, but I don't know. I'll agree with you. I mean, the rest of the episode was fine. It really was. I mean, I, was, I have a thing with Peeler at the moment, so... Whenever I hear him doing anything but what he what I already expect him to, I'm already annoyed. <laughs> but I mean, but after this, I'm I was even more annoyed because I'm like, you're aware, you son of a bitch, <laughs> what are you yeah, doing? And, and it really, and honestly, could be him going. All right, this one's for yeah. to get the second season. Second season, we're fucking going. And that's what it seemed like this is saying. Yeah. So we'll have to yeah, honestly, yeah. we'll have to wait and see. I'm still gonna judge him off season one. That's still gonna. That's still gonna happen. It's the only body of work I have to work off of. Yeah. So when season two comes out, and we go. Okay, that's what he's doing. It makes season one less a little. It puts a little polish on it. A little polish. You know what gives me the most hope that I think we're right. How many episodes out of the hundred and fifty-six did he really like go after? One. One. And he didn't even name it the same thing. All the other TZs, they did their own stuff, but it was half and half, you know? I mean, we still got our shadow plays. We still got our, you know, for, you know, with the Forrest Whitaker's one and, and the one back in the 80s, you know? But they did have their own stories, too. Peel has done one out of ten. Yeah. So that's why I really think in that, all right, you know, Maybe Peel was really the right man for the job, and he's just been trolling us to satisfy those yuppie cocksuckers over in uh, California. If, if it feels like it, otherwise the whole ending, I, I think I want to believe that more than I do believe it, just based on what I watch. I watch Rod Serling take the take a writer of the show. And carry her into the Twilight Zone black and white style, saying the fucking intro. And I, I don't have anything else to guess what that would mean. It's the only hope I have. Right. 
And that's where we'll leave season one for the for this episode. <laughs> Fair enough. It seems like it. Uh, you played the outro, right? Yeah, you did. Yeah, it's over. It's yeah. Um, plugs? Did you want to do the... No, nah, we pretty much already... I mean, we're in... Yeah, we're step in step with like this is this this the this episode here I would say just because like I had an idea in my head that you didn't the episode was a bit skewed for you than it was for me. Yeah. But then after talking it out a little bit, I'm I'm more on your side and I wish I didn't, you know, foresee him fucking it up like he did cuz I'm getting conditioned to him doing that but you know i was hopeful after last episode so this i mean i know the man is talented i'm not look i might be dogging on him and screaming fuck you to him but i mean i do know that the man is talented you know yeah and i just can't believe that he's this in, in i can't believe that he can't pull this off like at least uh He's so far off the mark, I can't believe that he would actually let it get to this point. You know, let alone be this point, like, from the word go. And for them to greenlight this show with this body of work to show for it? Um, does nobody know what the Twilight Zone is? Or do just corporate execs not know? And I lean towards that. Because corporate execs don't know shit. And that's who's really, you know, green lights this shit. They got their season two. So that's what I'm hanging my head on. Because they didn't earn season two with this body of work. Not as far as the fans of Twilight Zone go. I, I think, you know, just go on IMDb and I think that's all you need to see. I mean, shows have been canceled for, 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 for doing a lot better. Let's save this for our next episode. Our recap. Because yeah. that's this is perfect for that. Yep. Plugs. And Missy would go, and on that note. <laughs> plugs. Oh, yeah. Um, at um, double L and KZ on Twitter. And just go to Red Dragons Radio. Everything's there. Have a good time. Go to LIWCDs.com. And thank you for our uh, Patreon sponsor, the Indie Sports Car Podcast at ISCP Podcast, which means Indie Sports Car Podcast Podcast. That's right. <laughs> ISC, yeah. So what? Okay. <laughs> it works. You know, ISCP podcast, you know, because I can't stress it enough. It's a fucking podcast. But, um, you know, a uh, great drive by willpower today. Went from dead last back to third. So good on him. I think this is uh, where, where Will turns the tide. You know, it's gonna be Hopefully the tide is on us too. I know you do. Until next time. <laughs> And in the meantime, and, I'm Phoenix West. Choir. <laughs> I'm Frank Clementine Lynx. Squeezy, squeezy. So long, citizens. So long, 2019 Twilight Zone. You were something. See, see you later, Hod Turling. <laughs> Have fun in the cartoon Twilight Zone. Ugh.